On this podcast, we discuss real-life experiences with teens and adults right here in Santa Barbara. The knowledge we gain and share from these talks are an aim to help young men and women build a solid foundation of confidence. All right, so today I'm sitting down with Bobby Delaguerra. Bobby, I've known you probably since you were... Yeah. Since the boys club days, mm-hmm. right? And you played with my daughter Katrina and my son Gilbert, my godson Michael. Kind of maybe not on the same teams all the time, but all in that, you know, um, era. Bear, and Bear was last year too. Bear as well? Oh, yeah, and wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's all it's all come together. Now, you just recently graduated high school? Uh, yeah, I just graduated from Santa Barbara. Class of 2019? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> So you graduated the same year as my son, Gil. Yes, sir. And one thing I wanted to dive into you with is is confidence. Right. So it's important for for me and this podcast to get the message across of that there's people here living right here in Santa Barbara, born and raised, or now just have been living here, that we all have interactions with we all have the capability to go talk to or learn from that that are confident they're happy they're they're working towards being successful in their life Mm -hmm. and it's all like it's all touchable right it's real it's feasible to do so i like to dive in and find out how it's came about for each individual and for you i've noticed since since that, since I've seen you in second grade and you were playing basketball, whether it's basketball, football, whatever it was, I've just seen like this, this, I don't care what anybody else has to say. <laughs> I have an opinion and it's going to be heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. Like, I, I mean, my parent, like my dad doesn't really take anything from anybody. So I definitely adopted that trait somewhat uh-huh. to like, I've always been the little guy. So everybody always picks on the little guy. But everybody know, like a lot of people know me and know that this little guy isn't is isn't just a little guy. So once they find out who I am, they're just like, oh, okay. And at a, but at a young age, so did you feel like you got tested a lot? Uh yeah. So growing when I was younger, before I started playing sports, I had um, two god brothers that I like that were that my sister's age. So now right now twenty one and twenty three. Mm-hmm. So a couple years older than me, like four and five, but they just always, it was always competition. It was always basketball, it was always video games, it was whatever it was, it was whoever it was like, oh, ha ha, you lost. I don't want to fucking, yeah. I don't want to lose. Like I want to, I want to just win and I want to, and they just always, everything's a competition. Like, so. So they were about three to five years older than you? Yeah. Good, a good amount of age, but they Still, still did everything. I was way like they're they're a lot taller, but I was just still. I was a short kid. I was just like, all right. When I was like, I'm down. Like I want to. I want to have fun. Let's, and, let's and do something. Being small, did you think at a young age like, oh, I'm gonna grow out of this? I or? I thought like for the longest time, my family was hoping I'd be the one because my body frame when I was growing up, I just had really massive legs and a wide shoulder frame. And so they're thinking like, oh, this kid's short, but like his body's so compact, like he's just gonna he's gonna stretch out. Like he has like my knees were bigger than my dad's. My dad was five 
three, five, four, and I was like four eleven, four whatever. But my my legs, my back was just as wide as his. Like he was just like, dude. So everybody thought I was gonna hit like a massive growth spurt and be like anywhere from like five eight higher, but that didn't happen. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm gonna stick low to the ground, but. And, I was and, hoping I was gonna get to come, and coming through elementary school as far as what was your friend scene like was it always easy for you to make friends um I mean it wasn't always like easy easy but it was like it wasn't a task where I was like where I was like oh my gosh making friends is so difficult like, mm-hmm. I would just start sitting like all I gotta do is start talking to the, the person next to me if we don't have anything in common start talking to someone else move on just find something in common and then once you find something in common like my co-worker yesterday who I first started training with started asking me about like start, it all started with someone calling in blenders and he was like what's your favorite blenders and we just started talking having stuff in common he <laughs> this fool really likes fruit so he started asking me about my favorite fruit <laughs> but it was just little things like that and then music sports just started talking what was it and so in when a, in making friends in elementary and also sports as well because you're doing sports this whole time right mm-hmm. as you're growing up yeah I say that made it very a lot easier to like know a lot more people because I knew everybody in my grade for elementary and then knew everybody from just so many different schools from either football or basketball and I, you just explained how it's easy for you or at least you know the method of being able to start a conversation with an individual so I want can you break down what goes through your head when you're voicing your opinion in a group of people because I've seen you do it like you'll have maybe you're a coach assistant coach the whole team and you know you're six seven eight years old and you're kind of telling them like no that's not how it is or this is how it should be done or hey at least this is my opinion of, of how it should I be. I mean, I don't know. I've just been so, like, out, like, I just, because I was small, so I was like, all right, if I talk loud, they'll hear me. Uh-huh. What's up, like, down there, but I don't know, like, I always, I was also taught, like, if it's not done right, like, do, like, I, like, I like being taught the right way, and the right way being the only way, really. Mm-hmm. So, and then I know, like, okay, the only thing I'm doing is the right way, and it will get done correctly. Like, our coaches would teach us one thing and be like a new coach or whatever new players would be like no it has to be done like that that coach taught me like that that's how it's going to be ran because it didn't make sense it like didn't, why, yeah. why did this coach teach it, me this way now you're teaching it me did, something it did but it didn't and then I was just also I was a I was a I was a head strong head ass kid I was like no it's not going to work 7 years old 8 years old telling a grown man football coach I'm like that's not going to work this is going to work what happened what I did worked <laughs> And, and how how did you see people reacted to you at, at, from the young age? Just keep it to like your people, ages in people, elementary, kids and like, older people when you're doing this. Um, people my age were just like, he's just talking to an adult like that. And <laughs> two is just like I don't know. I grew up like around adults who kind of just treated me like, like treated me like a regular. So I was just like, okay, like talk to like you guys are basically my friends but you're my dad's friends but I'm like eight years old but um like and then the the adult would just get caught off like caught off guard really and then I'm just like yeah I like I know what I'm talking about I if I if I know okay I don't know what I'm talking about I can't give input no input if I'm like 
what's your opinion on the sequence of wrestling? Oh, full opinion. I'll tell you exactly how I feel about it. But mm-hmm. if I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's not my team. I'm not stepping in. But the adults would be very, very surprised. And then they'd just be like, okay. And then they'd see if it worked. And then they would just... And then after after a couple times of it happening, adults are just like, let's just listen to the kid. Yeah. Let's just listen to the kid. Or like I'd be the kid like listening to the staff arguing about something, or like I'm trying to do homework, literally trying to do something, and I'm just like, with them, I'm like, why don't you guys just do this? Like, and then I just go back to my homework. And they're just like, oh wow, this kid really was just doing his homework, and I'll just literally look like look up, yell out a solution, and then go back to what I'm doing to resolve. And then I'm just like. Thank you. I can do my homework. And how, how big of a role do you think it had that you had your dad your and your dad's friends, and I'm sure family as well, um, but they took your opinion, like you said, they treated you just like another adult. And that's coming from people that you love, people that love you, and that res- you have mutual mm-hmm. respect. So do you think that had a big thing to do when, when it carried over with dealing with other adults? Like you're yeah, because I would expect them to treat me like how they did. Like either you can talk shit back to me, or you just like treat me like an adult. So like that's yeah. you know like yeah, because you're like, hey, these guys that I love and have respect for treat me like that. I'm not gonna let somebody that I don't know treat yeah, me otherwise. That and just knowing your worth. Like I knew how smart I was. I knew how good I was at what I was doing, and I would do more research if I knew I wasn't good enough, or I would. And how did you know that? What was your measurement of, of your worth? Like, how did you know how, how smart you are, how good you were at? I always wanted activities? to be the best in the room, and that's why I am now with lifting. Like at the gym, my goals are literally just strongest person in the room. And how how did that get instilled in you? Like, where did that come from? I hate losing. I hate losing. Literally the worst feeling ever. First year playing sports. <laughs> First year playing sports, my dad coached and we won one football game. We literally went like one in seven, one in eight. And it was the stupidest year ever, but I hated losing because I come home every weekend and I was like, dude, like, we're losing. <laughs> like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. And then a year later, everybody went from first year players to second year players and kind of got it. We went seven and two and made it to the playoffs. And the two losses were one were to the same team, second week and then in the playoffs. I hate losing. And you're you're a very logical person, right? You think no, a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't just. So when it comes to losing, though, do, do you feel like once you got the owl, games over, games done, pure emotion takes over, and you're just like, I hate this feeling. I mean, I'll let emotion take over for a bit, and then I just to let it, let it out. Cause it, once you you hold so you hold anger up, and mm-hmm. you've let it build up, and then all of a sudden you're just like, yell, 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 and then you're just doing everything out of anger. Just let it out. All right, what can I? What can we do? If it was a team sport, if it was wrestling, it was what can I do? And then just mm-hmm. learning, always learning. Still, knowledge is power. Just always keep learning. Have a growth mindset not a closed one yeah knowledge knowledge to me is like partial power right because you could have all the knowledge in the world well, but you, you got to execute on it yeah. in order to really get the, the, the worth from it so moving on from elementary school now going into junior high where I know just you left 
everything you know familiar in elementary. You go to this new school, new kids coming from all around, new teachers, new dynamic, new setup, new girls. What, what, how did your confidence get tested? And when, when you rolled through junior high day one, was your shoulders up, chest out, feeling confident going in, or were you a little timid going in? Nah, it was uh, same same thing. I mean, people are. I don't care about any of these random people. The people I know that are there, that are gonna be homies with me, are gonna be homies, and then make with what I got. And then that's it. And I, then, didn't, I didn't care. I I really don't care about other people's opinion. Like there's a shirt that I had. It was like. I am who I am. When I was in elementary school, I am who I am. Your approval's not needed. It was all neon, too, so you can see it. Uh-huh. And that was in elementary? Yeah. yeah. And then it, like, started off, like, high and then, like, went really low. So, like, like a, like an eyeglass thing. So, like, you had to really read it. But I don't know. Like, just the people around me taught, like, just worry about yourself. And also, like, the only people whose opinion really matter are yours and, like, the people who really care about, like, there's people going to see you every day, but what are they going to do? Say nothing, watch you. They can judge from the sideline. So so it's big. So what I keep hearing from you is that what was instilled in you, what was told from you from a young age, and was that constantly repeated through growing up? Yeah, my dad, honestly, is just worry about, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. And then it's always... I mean, I'm a person who cares a lot about other people. I'll sometimes say I don't, but then... I'll be like, yeah, I care about you, shut up. But, um, like, I worry a lot, but, like, there's times where I'm just like, nah, I'm all me. Like, where I'm just, like, school, like, there's certain things where it's just all me, and then there's certain things where it's everybody. And so you went to Santa Barbara Junior High? Yes, sir. Seventh and eighth? Yes, sir. At, at any, what was your lowest point in time in junior. going through junior high? Yeah. Um... Probably when I really started gaining weight in eighth grade, and then I started wearing hoodies because I was like, just getting, I was getting heavy, so I was like, I don't want my body to be seen, so I just wear sweaters all the time. And were you, were you tripping out on like, why am I putting on this weight if I'm so active? Because you were still doing football, basketball, all that stuff, right? I was, but like, also I was, I, I still am, but like, I work out way more so I can literally eat whatever I want now, but I would eat whatever I want, whatever I want. I'd have whole meals, and then sometimes where I'd eat just junk food, and then, I, and then I realized it, but yeah, probably probably like sometime during junior high, where I just wasn't active, as active, and I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm getting weight. And what, what weight were you from right before that to where you got to that point was like, damn, I gotta start wearing hoodies every day because I don't like what I'm Because I just looked in the mirror, and I was like, looking at myself before school, and I was like, let's throw on a hoodie. And then I'd throw it on and I'd be like, yeah, it looks better. <laughs> and then I'd walk, and then I'd walk to school. A quick little cover-up? Yeah, little quick, basically. Yeah. If I'm being honest, i just pick out an outfit and be like, yeah, let's either put a flannel on or just something. But... And what weight were you at at, the, at your heaviest point? At my, he- at my heaviest point, my heaviest point was my sophomore year. I went to the doctor's and I stepped on the scale and I was 199 pounds. And that's where I was like, okay, I need to really. I was like, oh. 199, and at what height are you at? Probably anywhere from 5 foot, 5'2. Five really so, you, you had some really size on you, yeah, to I say the least. Size. 
Yeah. I was deadlifting. I was deadlifting more than three plates though. Yeah. I had, I had some mass, but yeah, I had. I, I definitely had a good amount of excess. So the habit that that bad habit started in junior high, and then you carried it over into high school. I mean, yeah, I'd say it was, yeah, it was a bad habit, but I just didn't realize it then because I wasn't as aware as nutrition once uh, later. But so was your thought process kind of like, well, fuck, I like to eat, I need to eat. It doesn't really matter what I eat, so I'm just gonna no. grub on whatever. No, it was you need to lose weight. You're gonna get a gym. You're gonna start losing weight. That's what it was, and my eating habits like changed, but it didn't change. But like. I just like was like just not eat like I was eating the same but I just wasn't eating like snacks or junk like junk food I was cutting like cutting out all the crap I, I don't drink soda I haven't well I haven't drank soda since like forever but yeah like I don't I don't have like extras I'm just well, what 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 were you telling yourself when you're at your during the point where you're putting on this weight as far as because if you started in eighth grade and you're saying sophomore year you were doing that for about three years yeah so if you're unhappy with it but still doing it to me that's telling me there's a battle going on in your mind of well it was it was like like it was just like because 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 my dad when i was younger everybody that was chubby would just stretched because they got taller they grew six seven inches and then their fat literally evened out and then they just they used it from there and mm-hmm. that's what happened literally every, everybody grew and that's what I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll stretch out, I'll stretch out, I'll stretch out. Like, it's fine. And then I just got to the point where I was just like, okay, nobody's going to do this but yourself. And then... Because you're like, maybe I'm not going to stretch out. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to grow anymore. And then... A plan A's out the window. I got to do it something else. Yeah. I was just like, because for the longest time, I was just like, oh, like, he'll stretch out. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, it's whatever. Like, and then never sh- just never grew so it just never became evenly proportioned or whatever so yeah so in junior high then you, not too many bad times other than what you were doing to yourself really nobody on the outside uh, yeah. is giving you a hard time or making your life miserable no junior high was like for the most part junior high was like it was whatever it wasn't like seventh grade was cool i had my first girlfriend in seventh grade and then football was good basketball was no, we lost a lot that year, but basketball was basketball, so it was fun. It was always fun just traveling, doing whatever with that team. Um, then eighth grade was just football, and then, I don't know, stop playing ballers because Manny was being mean to me. So I was like, dip. I dipped out of that, and then I played football again, did seven on seven. That's where I was confused about. I was like, how did I, like... We did so much extra shit for football, and I was just like, how did I just not lose weight from that? But it could have been the eating, but yeah, I agree, just played football year-round, so. And then, so rolling into high school, you're still, you're still rolling with that, um, as far as battling with yourself, with your eating, working mm-hmm. out your, your body. Freshman year goes by kind of. Freshman year, freshman year, it was yeah. easy, it was a literal walk in the <laughs> not, every, not everybody has it that way for the most part and then you roll into sophomore year sophomore year was the year that everything changed yeah or where it started to because like so i got like i did the i did the weigh-ins and said i did all that and i was like okay this is bad and then i kind of got forced to lose at least 15 because my coach was like okay 
you're not, I'm not letting you wrestle 195s this year, and two, there's a football player coming in that's going to fill that spot, so you need to make 82s. Okay, so wrestling just kind of is new, because you... Yeah, I started, I started that in high school. Freshman? Right, right, yeah, right after football. We had a, we had a meeting with the wrestling coach, and I had done jiu-jitsu in the past, and then I was like, I kind of want to try this, so gave it a shot, fell in, fell in love with the sport. Sports great. What was the big difference? Because you did jujitsu for a while. Mm-hmm. Did is it a whole different type of love that you had from jujitsu yeah. to wrestling, and yeah, you know, and what's the reason different. for it? Um, just be it was it was like it was like football but way more aggressive. Like, I didn't have pads on. I tied up and I literally just I literally got in a fight without throwing a fit, like without throwing a punch, and. That was literally what one one of my family members who came and watched it was like, oh my gosh, I just watched my godson get into a fight without throwing a like throwing a punch. I'm like, that's literally what it is, because you're clubbing, you're going in, <clears throat> you're clubbing, you're going in, you, you know, you're shooting in on someone's like, pick them up and drop them. Like you've seen your daughter do things, you've seen me me throw people. Like it's a crazy sport, but it just it just hit different. Like after like football was fun because I had all those people around me and those certain people, so it was like team like this is great and then I went and did wrestling for myself and I was just like this is for me like this is like I still loved it though yeah what well, what's the big difference with you between jiu-jitsu and wrestling that made you like wrestling so much more it's not as complex jiu-jitsu is so complex you, you can start on the ground like on your back you literally give somebody your guard and then all of a sudden you finesse your way into you being on your back but you have their you have hooks in and you're about to choke them but yeah it's way more complex and it's also I think like more more injury prone mm-hmm. like with like uh, heel hooks knee locks <laughs> toe, toe holds like that's not nah, that's yeah. not my cup of tea let's battle it out let's wrestle let me take you down a couple times throw you once and then I know Bear Bear was on the same boat as far as her and Katrina did um, jiu jitsu mm-hmm. did tournaments competed <laughs> But they were still missing some, and it wasn't until Bear started wrestling that she really liked the whole team aspect of it. Like everybody going to do battle with other schools, other competitive clubs, and just really like getting that camaraderie all together. Yeah, it's weird. It's like an individual, but it's a team sport. It's like each person has to individually perform for the team, because... Nobody's gonna go out and wrestle 106, but the 106 pounder, and nobody's gonna either put up points or give up points, but the 106 pounder, and that's how it is for every all 14 weights. But yeah, it's a, it's individual, but it's a team sport. It's definitely like more like a great chemistry family uh-huh. thing type deal. So you're literally suffering with people in the like because they're the only people on campus who are doing the same thing. Waking up dehydrated, <laughs> hungry, like how you are. You're trying to cut. And you see him in the hallway, and you're just like, it's okay, talk, we're okay. <laughs> Me and Oscar, and Oscar's just like, I want food. I was like, yeah. We're almost there. <laughs> I, was like, I, want, I was like, I want, I was like, I want a grub. And, like, and, and then there'd be the fools that aren't cutting weight. Like, my junior year, my, my best friend on the team, John, was all just like, just check weight. I'm all, uh, I'm 0.5 under. He weighing in with pants on still he's like oh i'm two pounds under let's go get food i'm like no i'm 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 half a pound under i can't eat and he's like 
Yeah, we're going to get. Uh, or you can get snacks and not. Yeah, I'm getting food then. Sit there. Uh, same. Fat sandwich. What does he do? Weighs in on the dot, and I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's for me. I like <laughs> I I like to compete. I just where I walk around that whole cutting thing for me. I I didn't grow up doing it, and when I do it, I didn't. I never cut when I was younger. Um, mainly because, I mean, as a parent. I'm not gonna have my kid cut weight for any combat sports until he's either in like seventh, eighth grade, because it's really it's a, it's detriment to your body, <laughs> but um, it's also like a science too. Like you have to get it down, like and you have to practice it to figure out your ways and how your body works. But yeah, if I was ever to compete, yeah, I'm going in whatever I weigh, <laughs> belly, everything, my fate, like nothing. whatever. Huh? Yeah. So would you say wrestling was the key to you finally saying, I got to get this extra weight off? Yeah, it was weighing in every week and hearing my Seeing that on the scale he- every week now? Seeing yeah. it on the scale every week and hearing my name called out in front of my school weighing 182 pounds. I was like, it's kind of bad. I was like, I need to lose some weight. So you already started competing at that time when you're still on the heavier side? Oh yeah, I competed a whole, I competed a whole two years like that. It was bad, it was kinda, it was, my, my JV year was whatever, cause it was JV, like the kids weren't too skillful, but there's a big, big skill gap between JV and varsity for wrestling. And when I got to varsity tournaments, I was 5'2 that weight, and then there were guys who were 195 cutting to 82s, 6'2, and we're from six foot, like 5'10 to 6'2. Mm-hmm. For for first varsity match I ever got called in, um, literally was doing a stand up, just trying to stand up. What happened was small the guy literally jumped on top of me, and I just in a cradle. I was small. <laughs> first time I got cradled, last time I got cradled until the last my last match. A cradle to the pin, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that so the I would say that a martial art took you from sports and martial arts. Big difference, would you say? Yeah. As far as what you way, get out of it? Way different. Yeah, I'd say sports is more just like a, I guess you could say a skill. Um, martial arts is definitely, just depending on your martial art, um, it's definitely a life life lesson, self-defense skill. Because, like, there's times where, like, even, and in, in same with wrestling, like, wrestling's kind of different. It's a martial art. It's not, it's not a sport. It's way the most different sport. My coach is literally been with his friend out on the street and then some crazy people try to run up on him the guy swung with his skateboard and he literally blacked out blast doubled him and then he was like what just happened he's like dude you just blast double two people right now and he's like really he's like that was cool and then he was gonna snap the skateboard that the fool had and he was like no Macias is like I'm keeping that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he went on with his day. So he he didn't even remember what happened just muscle memory and no, training yeah, all muscle, yeah I mean years of doing it and then you do it a thousand times, it's just, it's natural. Like, every, like, with everything, really, that you do. Writing your name down, you know. And the, so the martial art, and would you say, did the coaches make a big difference, too? Who the coaches were, what they were about, or was it really just the martial art itself? Um, the, mm, mixture of both, um, I'd say. The coaches who did the martial art definitely cared a lot. Like, they, like, at Paragon... Frangia, um, Jeff, Bill, who are now at um, Goodland, like those guys, Joe. Joe really liked the kids, Castillo, so he taught the team class. He had a good bond with all those kids because he was young. But, 
yeah, like the, all those guys loved it. They they loved what they were doing. They were having fun with what they were doing. So that's where they were just like it was it was worth it, and that's how you learn from people that are enjoying what they're doing. And how how many high schoolers, junior high, do you kids do you think that have no idea of like all the benefits from these types of oh, programs? Ninety five percent. Literally one, like, what the, literally what 1% the, of the population wrestles. Literally like 95 to like... Well, even if it's not wrestling, some sort of martial no, no, arts, yeah, right? No, yeah, no, yeah. Either way, like, I'd still say 95 to like 85%. Kids, kids, the generation's getting worse and worse. All, all, like, bad parents, all they do is throw an iPad in front of the kid. But the, 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 the individuals that do decide to train... So you're saying they train, they get a month, six months under their belt. Already that amount of time oh, so much puts different. them above, you're saying, so 85 to 95% so of the different. rest of the school? So much different. Learning this. From, it's different when you learn something and then you learn something from somebody who actually cares about it. Like, I can learn how to put together a table and then I can learn and come to Legacy and learn a trade that you guys enjoy and that's different. Like, you can learn wrestling... Like before, before, um, before another school got a coach and the coach was just like, I don't like this at wrestling. Um, just wasn't good. The school wasn't good. They got a coach that was like, all right, I'm all in on this. Like you guys are going to do what I say. Like, and I'm, I'm a coach. Like, da, da, da. SM beat us this year. I was so mad. Literally beat us. What happened? We smacked him the year before. Coach did not care. Didn't seem like it. Just a whatever guy. They got a guy who cared, who knew what he was doing, and who liked what he was doing. We lost. I was so mad that night. That was the worst night of my season right there. So, I, was, I was screaming. So you're saying you, there was a coach that didn't care. Yeah. But it, you guys went out and dominated. Yeah, like like no, like against SM, their coach didn't care. Oh, their coach. And then they were bad. Once they got a coach who cared. After that, it was way different. Literally went from having one wrestler beating us in the lineup to seven, eight. Just by the switch of the coach. Yeah. And same with same with us. Like we went from having like we had two coaches in the room my freshman year, sophomore year, and then we added Chris, um, Chris, Flores, the hell, like all those guys. Mm-hmm. Team just got better. Nah, that's an excellent lineup of the coaches at SB. Yeah great people over there not just great coaches but great people oh i really want to go back just a little bit and dive into the what boost of confidence it must be to know that you have this skill of more over 85 to 95 percent of other kids or students around when you're in school that at any point in time you're like you know that you could handle yourself i think i think it was because i was so little i was Always, like anything I did, I, it was literally it was a one in three chance I was taller than like one in three like no my bad one in like ninety nine chance I was taller than someone in my class or something like that, and I was never it was literally taller than one kid all of elementary school the kids taller than me now, mm-hmm. but um well like I was just always a small guy and I was like okay like if a small ass kid who literally like you literally look like you just want to pick on him and then next thing you know like kick your ass because he pays attention and he does something and it's a life skill 
And you're talking about when you see them come through the wrestling room and it, they come in small and it doesn't matter yeah, anybody any like, any situation wrestling room or um, paragon any martial art yeah if you're it doesn't matter how small Brand our one hundred six pounder isn't even one hundred six pounds he's a he's a nine ninety five pound hundred pound kid who is five foot one and he can beat everybody he can take everybody down on the team right now I can I will put money on that because he trains he, he trains, trains hard. he works hard and he doesn't care. He does what he needs to do. He puts his head down. Yeah. At least as of this year. So, so as start. far as confidence boost, though, now when you're around other males, and you know they've they've never trained any type of martial art in their life, and even more so, they may even have been in street fights, and they'll talk about, oh yeah, I've been in fights and this and that. And what's your confidence level? amongst just other males your age or even adults per se that uh, if anything goes down you're kind of almost even looking in, forward in, to in, it because you know what my, you're gonna do in my and out, out loud i humble myself and i'm like oh okay they can talk about that in my head and i'm like okay i'm just i can beat everybody up in this room <laughs> if i needed to and i just think about it i'm just like okay you're tall i was like just get inside take you down you're small i'll knock you out you're this like you can already you can already start game planning of mm-hmm. each person mm-hmm. what style you're gonna do and yeah like what like that's the thing like you like you learn to think and you learn to kind of like it, it teaches you to plan ahead a little bit especially with wrestling because like you have to literally plan to cut this much weight and you have to plan your workouts out your extra workouts out plus you have to plan out schoolwork in between all that and then just you have to literally micromanage school cutting weight and actually going to class and then competing yeah and then it's just like it's kind of like piling yourself on a little bit younger so then you're just learning to load manage because like it, it like teaching a martial art and having to go three times sometimes like four times a week like out of five in a school week plus go home or do another sport then do homework go home eat and then yeah, I, I think even besides all the other benefits just the confidence you gain alone from martial arts it's like, it must be that the the younger younger people don't know about it. It's like, why with all these benefits would you not go in and start? Especially when you hear about a lot of people just don't know. They're, they're not, complaining they're bullied or they. People, you know? A lot of people have closed minds nowadays. Like they don't want to see a bigger picture. They just want to just kind of take the easy. A lot of kids would take the easy route out nowadays. So it's bad. So junior year, you're still wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestling is a big part of your daily life. Yep. Got kicked off the football team my sophomore <laughs> year for losing weight. Mm-hmm. For losing too much weight? Yep. Yeah. The coach, everybody knows the coach at Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw that I dropped I dropped one weight class from 82 to 70, and I got a hoodie from the tournament from San Inez, had my weight class on it. He goes, why does that say 170? Why do you weigh 100? And I didn't. But he goes, why do you weigh 170 pounds? He's like, you need to weigh 220 pounds to be on varsity. He's like, you need to be able to block anybody. And I was like, dude, I was like, that's so unhealthy. I'm not playing linemen. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the? I was like, you're tripping. I was like, I was like, five foot two hundred. Like, two. I literally looked it up. I was like, I looked a kid up in the World, Little League World Series. He was five two, two hundred twenty pounds. I screenshotted it and I was like, I was like, you want me to look, look like this? I was like, and play for you? I was like, no. I was like, I won't be able to move. But um, it was just, he got mad at me for losing weight. I was like, all right, dude. I was like, I'm out. And then 
So that door closed, and that gave you even more time to focus on wrestling. Oh yeah, that's when that's when I closed the door for everything. Closed the door. And I played I played lacrosse one more year, and then I was like, okay, I was like, I'm done with that. I played two years of three sport athletes. I was like, I can't be a three sport athlete because wasn't gonna play water polo, wasn't gonna do cross country, and then no other sport. So I was like, no other fall sports. So I was like, okay, I was like, I'm just gonna be one sport athlete. Started wrestling and took that on full time. That's that year was when like the weight loss started getting more serious. And when was the first point you really noticed that damn I'm shedding pounds now? People saying I looked skinnier around school after like ten pounds, and that was like kind of motivation. It was like I didn't see it at all. I was like, okay, I was like the numbers changing, but you just gotta keep working hard because like I don't see any difference, and then. Nah, it, took, it took a lot of time to really see the difference in my eyes, but um, people were just asking me, like, oh, you're looking a little skinnier, like, are you starting to lose weight? And I was like, actually, I'm trying to, <laughs> thank you, like, and just hearing that, I was like, okay, I was like, whatever I'm doing is working, keep doing it. Kept doing it, and then I just started going through weight classes, and I was like, okay, I was like, I'm going to either do 152 pounds or 145 pounds for the year this year. So I got down to like 60, 65, and then did 55, and then 50, and then I was, I did 145 for one tournament, and then I was like, okay, I dropped one more weight class, and then after that, I was finally at like a number I was happy at, and then, but I was looking in the mirror, and I still kind of had a little belly, didn't have too much muscle, and I was like, okay, like, now I don't care about the number on the scale. I care about what I look like, and then I set a goal to get a six pack. And I got down to, I think, 135 pounds, 5% body fat. It was completely shredded in the oak. And I was just like, looked in the mirror. I was like, wow, I'm like, I did it. <laughs> and then I showed my dad. And I was just like literally walking around the house. Just like, and when I was cutting, when I was cutting weight too during season, like, and I was just drained. Like, not, like, I didn't feel drained, but like my body was a little bit drained. So I was looking more vascular. And then um, I just like, he just big like, dude, he's like, you actually have a six pack now. He's like, that's crazy. He's like, and I was like, yeah. I was like, it's crazy to me too. It's crazy to so many other people. They're literally just like pulling up to the house to hang out and I don't have a shirt on. And then they're just like, whoa, what the happened to you? And do you have uh, any before and afters that um, you put side by side so you I, could really see the transformation? I didn't have any shirtless ones, but I had one that I um, posted at the end of the wrestling season from it was the first off-season tournament I weighed like 195 pounds for that um take a picture because I got double gold and then there's a picture of me like just eating licorice just like all skinny and did did you say you've changed your diet or you just work out a hell of a lot more? I mean uh both I do eat very I do eat good like I like I do like I'm a kid still so I like there's some things where I'm like alright I really like this so I enjoy it but there's things I'll enjoy. I'm like, all right, I got to do this much extra in the gym or like, but most of the time it's just always just whole food, good meals, just getting my calories up and trying to put on, put, trying to put weight back on, but just all muscle now. And, and what do you use to, do you, do you find working out fun? Yeah. Or? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love. Yeah. I love cause my one goal in life is to never have my body go back to that and like obviously maybe as a dad or as a parent there'll be a time where it gets the dad bod yeah <laughs> <laughs> might just have to hit up, hit up a park and just <laughs> and some dips 
Gotta yeah. spread awareness of that too. Yeah. Um, but you know, like there'll be a time in my life, hope hopefully not like where it might happen, but um, just stay like my goal in life is to be healthy. And it's like I I literally went through like part of my life hating my body, and I was like I don't want that anymore. And ever since then, I I'll wake up like like there'll be days where like I'll eat more and I'll, I'm like oh, I don't care about that. Like my body's fine. Start lifting either go away or it's just it, and it feels good after like lifting because I know I'm taking care of my body but it's it's a game the numbers need to go up yeah. I get the numbers as high as possible not only the knowledge of you knowing you're getting your body better but you also feel good you feel those endorphins oh coming yeah through you, like dopamine, that natural yeah, high you yeah know? the dopamine after feels great like you're on your way home listen to music literally like literally just I literally I ride my bike from the golds downtown I'll just go down State Street music blasting just feel great yeah get a nice meal in after feel even better and then just go to school work there's sometimes that i'm sluggish and i'll do another cup of coffee five hour shot and it's just like damn they're not doing anything yeah, you just feel sluggish and mm-hmm. like you're putting more crap into your body but then you kind of realize well let me just snap out for 100 burpees real quick and then after that, you're like a brand new man. What do you mean, hundred burpees? Hundred burpees for real quick. Okay. So you don't do you use like the the fear of going back to being heavy and being unhappy with your body for motivation sometimes too, or is it always just oh this is fun, I love doing this, so I'm gonna go do it. Both. Like I missed one day of the gym this week, and I got back yesterday, and I was like. Oh, <laughs> like one day I was just like this is great but it's also it's it's like both it's I it's gonna it's I'm not gonna have it be a chore I'm gonna enjoy it because I'm gonna do what I enjoy but I know it's a two-in-one I enjoy it and I also am taking care of my body maintaining my health so two good things happening at once but you always have that in the back of your head that the big Bobby. Oh yeah, <laughs> people always always. So I, I pull up to my job, and I met my trainer, and then he go. I tell him my last name. And he goes, "Your Sheila sucks." My mom used to work where I worked, and she just quit two months ago, and that's how I was able to start working. Um, goes, oh, your your Sheila son. Amy, this is Sheila son, and she goes, "That's not Bobby. Bobby looks way chubbier." <laughs> and I just I just look and I was like. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, just, I just went like this, like da, da, da. and then I showed her the before and after picture, and she was just like, "Oh, damn!" And she's like, "So what happened?" I was like, "What do you mean? What happened?" I was like, "I lost seventy pounds." Like, but yeah, I didn't settle. I just yeah. didn't give up on life, you know. No, yeah, that's yeah. why. Like, I just no, yeah, I just always just kept going forward. Like, there's always there's always you can always improve wherever. Like, that's the thing about life. You're not always done. There's every day is a new day, but it's also it's also a new day to either fix what you did or just improve on what you're doing and just crafting yourself. And how's that transition been going for you from high school senior graduating to now you're done with school? No college? No. I'm yeah. College. Well, high school. I mean. Yeah. Uh, it feels good. I mean. It's Rough transition. Smooth transition. Smooth way better college is way better than high school i enjoy college so much the workload's gonna be whatever but like you're gonna have a workload wherever you go and was your senior year pretty a breeze light oh, schedule walk in the park I, fun I, oh yeah 
Eh. Sometimes. Eh. <laughs> One, like, two good moments, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, like two or three, but that's it, probably. Other than that, you just enjoyed the freedom that came along with it? Yeah, I had, I literally worked my ass off to get this specific schedule and to come in and have a zero, one, two, and then I was done for the whole day and then I came back for practice and then once season was over, I was done with school at 10 o'clock. i check in for third period, which was a teacher's aide. I'd be like, yo, what up? And then he'd be like, present. Or I'd get it, or he'd be like, Oh, I want nutri- like nutrition breakers right there. He'd be like, give me nutrition. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll stand in line for five minutes so I don't have to be here for an hour. Like, No doubt. So, but, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a breeze. Definitely a walk in the park. And it was your senior year with that light schedule that allowed you to, in turn, that's the, our, your first interaction with legacy installation, right? Is when you came on board as a senior. Yeah, it was after season because I was I was like ooh I was like I was like all right wrestling's over, I haven't been working and literally was broke the whole school year because I was focusing solely on wrestling. It was my senior year, and then I was like, all right time to time to make some money, and then yeah, that's when it started with so Legacy. How did you know about Legacy, and how did you and how did um, you go about saying hey they might get I'm still in high school but these guys might give me a job. So. Bear had posted something on Instagram about teens looking for uh, Bear and Michael, so I was like, okay. I was like, it's probably something with their company. Um, and then they posted something about it being teens working and into a schedule that fits them. So I was like, all right, this will work. Like, seems like it's just something. All of Gilbert's mm-hmm. friends are just like, don't work for the company. It's hard <laughs> work. It's hard. You're not going to like it. Duh, duh. I was like, well, I don't even like half of you guys, so, like, <laughs> but I was like, you know, like, so many of them were just like, dude, it's gonna be boring, like, you're not gonna like it, but I was like, I'm different from all of you guys, so I hit up the DM when they were just like, DM us for further information, got a call from Richard, which I thought it was you, because you guys <laughs> sound alike, and then um, came into the office had my first day and then they called me back for a second and then... did you come back for an interview or you came back you came in and got to work came that in, same day? Came, came in worked one day and then Richard was just like alright so I liked what you did today can we move forward and I was like yeah and I was like I'm down and then came in filled out some paperwork and then it's like alright and he's like I'll be texting you for work and then had you had any jobs prior yeah, I had two. I've had I worked at the boys club for a summer one time and they were looking for junior staff. Um, and then my friend who I used to wrestle with, Blake, um, over at AC Ramirez floor coverings. I worked there. I did concrete, I did hardwood, I did carpet, just ripping out like the side parts, chipping off glue, ripping off the thing. Uh the, like the material on the floor, uh scraping the glue off and then Applying new glue and then re- reapplying new and then. So you're no stranger to labor. No, yeah, no stranger to hard work, <laughs> but yeah, definitely no stranger to uh, labor. And with the interview process, what was, what was your thought process on it? Of did you think you're gonna come in, sit down, have Heard. to talk about yourself and? Heard this. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was just he. He kind of just was like, oh, he's like, you're gonna work like kind of like a demo day and I was like 
that's why I told my dad he's like this is your interview he's like don't mess up mm-hmm. he's like just work ask questions if it's needed he's like just work mm-hmm. um, so first day what's your initial thought of the company um, good people they like I love this company <laughs> I have nothing but positive things to say about this company but um, was it was different but it was also like <clears throat> it was something I was interested in because I was like this is different I was like I kind of want to do this and, and what was so you've been in a labor intensive company like the flooring company you worked with we are labor intensive company mm-hmm. but to me it's a lot more easier not yeah, as no. back breaking work you oh, kind yeah. of use your head a lot more what's the big difference in the culture that you that you can see um this one's more like you guys you guys know each employee you guys hired each employee for probably a reason and you guys all have a special connection with each employee everybody in the office has a good relationship and knows everybody like Rick has a good John has a good relationship with everybody what was it Brandon has a good relationship like everybody here like in like those are just the leads I think or like the higher up guys but like those are those are guys that just they don't like and they set good examples too they don't mess around you know they ask questions they ask for tools thank you thank you sir you're welcome sir good manners um but there's just like a little little bit not as controlled but also it was just more of just like all right these people are, these people are here to work just to work these people know exactly what they're doing and then it was just like are right, you guys are doing trash in this only because that's all you know to and you got a good chance to kind of work with the different, all the diversity of different people we have here. Yeah, I worked, with, I worked with, yeah, I worked with the regular crew and then there are certain jobs, like I worked one big job out in Bakersfield in Kern County and then uh, there's another job, like a night job, um, like some bigger night jobs that we had, like we literally had like three or four days and Richard was like, okay, this is it. Like it was like a full day literally everybody was there and we literally deconstructed and reconstructed an office in like five days and I was just like oh shit we did that like but yeah the whole crew the whole crew like I don't I wouldn't I would never trip off a worker here because I know that the management like knows what they're doing like Uh so and you said they're professional out there but you also enjoyed it. It wasn't like a strict. Oh yeah, well, like the people. Like, do it this way. Do it my way. And. Well, it wasn't a yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a yeah. Like they taught. Like they taught me little tricks. Like of how to like everybody had their little bag of tricks on how to do some things. Some things were all done one way, but everything was taught a right way because there was a lot of there's a couple of different right ways there. Like like I said, everybody had their kind of system of some some of doing stuff, and that's where. Have your recipe, but it's also oh, I'm gonna pick from mm-hmm. Rip. I'm pick from John. Oh, Brandon showed me something like you put it together as yours. But and how how was it on as far as an enjoyable level of having a good time? Did you feel that it was pretty strict out in the field? Did you feel people were there to have a good time yet get business done? Yeah, I I'd say more of that. Like people people were people nobody nobody there hated their job, which was the good thing. Like, and every, like, the people around it, like, oh, you know, Steve, I haven't seen Steve in forever. Steve's birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy, happy happy birthday. Took him to M special. Happy birthday, Steve. Oh, that's nice. Um, but, 
like every like everybody there like like everybody there kind of made it better like because there was steve there there's the older guy steve who was just steve was a character and then there's people there working and then there was john and rick who were the two younger guys and i was the youngest one beside like besides them like there's a bigger age gap between them and other people but there was there was a smaller age gap so like I kind of just was with them, but they were just the young guys who cracking, like sometimes cracking jokes with me, mm. making it more fun. And then the fact that I knew my, I knew that I was working with you. I knew you. I knew I knew Richard. Like I built a relationship with Richard, so like it it, would, it just made it a lot better. Like I was work, I wasn't working with randoms, and like also that was the thing that made me also work hard. It was like. Oh shit! I'm working with Gilbert and Richard. I cannot mess up. Like, well, that that was important to us to build something where people actually wanted to come to work. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed there, it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. There's there's some like night jobs where I was like, oh, Richard's really making me come in at five o'clock, and I'm gonna get out of here at nine thirty. I really don't want to do that. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah, but I was just like, like I luckily only had that schedule probably like three or four times, but like. Every, like like I said, everybody there was just good. Everybody there didn't hate their job, for what it seems like. So. Yeah, we try to do our best to bring people in, sit them down, see what their, where their level is at with the company of like, dislike, happiness, so we can make adjustments because we're not here to build something where it's just try to like just squeeze every little bit, last labor and money out of you <laughs> and then kick you out the door and bring somebody else in. Yeah. You know, so... And it's also important to me that it's almost becoming like legacy is becoming a school for work ethic to where we can get young oh, yeah, young guys, I, I young definitely. girls right out of high school and give them a chance to show them that, hey, this is what a work environment can look like. Mm-hmm. Not your typical of what you're going to see out there <laughs> on an everyday basis, you know? Yeah, I definitely say that legacy, like the legacy showed me what a good work environment was in my last job, like um the restaurant one where i was just like like the management was just kind of out of whack and then i literally like she was trying to tell she was trying to tell me to do something and she didn't show me at all and i was like look i worked for a really good company my last job and they taught me how to do everything and made sure i knew how to do everything i was like you're telling me to do something i have never done and i have no idea how to do i was like how am i supposed to do that like she's speaking a whole different language almost oh, yeah. like you don't like she, understand like what yeah kind of like it's literally like as if you were to like my first day you're like all right you're doing standing desks chairs and something like something else that's complex yeah, grab that drill and go build that cubicle right there oh or, 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 or yeah like putting, putting me like literally like okay like it's your first day so like instead of just putting together desks or working into it like how you guys did slowly teaching me and slowly building the workload and putting responsibility on me all right you're gonna work with brandon you're gonna learn how to put up a cubicle your first day like just throwing it like or not like or just here here's a floor plan figure out how to do it and then i'm just like uh i have no idea yeah so if you hadn't been with legacy before and let's say you went to work for that uh restaurant company well how do you think you would interpret that like damn is this how is this how businesses run no, I'd say no. I'd say I'd say this is not a good business. Yeah, something's wrong here. No, I'd say not. Yeah, yeah, I'd say this is not a good business. I have I have a dream of opening up a business one day and being an entrepreneur and taking care of my family and making money for them, but, um, yeah, like after like 
I do know good quality of a business and after working with Legacy, I definitely learned a lot more and learned what it should look like, how the employers should treat employees and with respect and such. But um, I wouldn't have said that exact line, but I would just been like, this is really not a good business. Like, I'm not letting this happen for mine. Like, one, manager one was always blaming on two, two is blaming it on one, yeah. basically. It's like, it's like literally like you, like Richard's blaming shit on you and then you're blaming it on Richard right after to Lorena. And then they're just like, She's just like, one of you two is wrong. Like, what's up? And that's just day in, day out. Yeah. Everyone's just blaming everybody but not taking responsibility and changing. Yeah, basically, like, like most of the time. And then, like, she's complaining about manager two, was complaining basically about um, people not doing anything. And then she's on her phone on the side waiting for just the wine calls. And I'm just like, you're going to complain about stuff not being done and you're not going to do anything about it. Well, something great what you just said, though, was that even though it was a bad experience for you, that you picked pieces of knowledge out of those experiences that you're gonna take with you oh, yeah. for when you open up a company to say, hey, I know I'm not gonna do it like that. Yeah, like like everything, everything was so just out of whack, like nobody knew exactly what was going on. Nothing was communicated between managers. Like there, there was one more manager there, like um, that wasn't like, like he was just, he was, he was the manager if those two were not there. And that was, like, the last, like, if that, if he wasn't there, then we, it kind of would have been, like, a coin flip for whoever was in charge or just whoever was there the longest. But I think that's a big thing that I put out is for kids who just, or for, for young men and women who just graduate, they're always looking for that restaurant job, the food, fast food restaurant, or a retail job. And they're just thinking that's where, that's where you go to get your feet wet. So I'm just trying to get the word out more and more that that's not the case. There's not only legacy, but there's construction. There's there's trades out there yeah, that you can start going out and learning. Definitely say learning a trade is, is good. So there's a lot that I think you've taken from legacy, not only just the enjoyment of working here, but some of the skill sets that, that we also teach, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like, so what was your level like of being able to use um, tools before you got here and then when you left what's the level um I wasn't completely like I I was I could say I went in saying I had experience using drills and I could say now give me a drill what do we need to do what do we need to fix like I know what to do I've done this for for work and I couldn't mess up then this is personal time I can mess up now and then I can fix it but yeah, like, like, it just, like there's, there was just times where I was just like, oh, I kind of know what to do from seeing my dad, but I don't. And then it was just practice, practice, practice. And now you're confident, give me a toolbox, a set of instructions, and I could put almost anything together? Dude, I can go to the warehouse and put it together, standing table right now. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a chance, yeah. Just let me look at the instructions and then figure out where things go. But And on job sites, did you get to... To see how interactions with customers go as well, how we're dealing with you know project managers, CEOs, um, uh, company owners. I did see Richard sometimes talking to like a person, but like it was just talking. It was just same old Richard compared to anybody else with respect, treating them like they're the boss. We're treating you. Make sure that is there anything like just customer service is great. Just making sure. All right, is this is there everything? Oh, wait, no, no. like looking at the floor plan, everything just everything so, was tended to the customer. So, for example, like Rich, the way he treated you, 
is the same way that he would treat the CEO of a multi-million dollar company that we're doing work for, and you could see no major difference. Yeah, he would just same things. What up, sir? Good morning. Same thing. See the guys. Oh, good. Good afternoon, sir. Same thing is. And is that the? Do you before being here at Legacy? Did you see that as normal, or did you kind of see it as people yeah. get treated differently? No, yeah, huh? no, that's normal for me. I'll treat the janitor the same as the CEO. Walking down, I'll open the door for the janitor. I'll open the door for the CEO. I'll what say good what night. about other workplaces? Same though, thing. do you see that like other people? Oh, other people. Yeah. Some people don't. Some I mean, some like some workers. Like if they really. Like, some people are just like, oh, yeah, they're just the cleaners. And I'm like, no, they're the cleaners that basically... They're the people that hold this down when you're not here. Like One, they're a person, too. <laughs> yeah, one, they're a person. Two, they're getting paid. Three, they're literally, like... like. I just... I hate, I hate people like that. Like, that just don't... Like, that don't see equal value. Everybody has equal value. No matter who you are and, like, what you're doing. What you're doing has value. Whether if you're a cleaner, a maid... Or if you're multi-million dollar Jeff Bezos, yeah. you have a purpose. <laughs> no. Exactly. You're clean, your, your purpose is to keep this whole office clean. And what? Gilbert, everybody comes in happy because the office is clean everything's taken care of. And that's your purpose and we pay for it. Thank you. Yep. I feel the same way. Alright, sir. Unless you got anything else to add. Um... Uh, if you're if you're 17, 18 years old, in high school, getting out of high school, and you're looking for a job, uh, that'll teach you some good core values and some good work ethics. I would definitely go to Legacy Installation. They will teach you a trade. Uh, you'll get taught some good life skills. Um, and if you need people to talk to, Richard and Gilbert are just there. They're great people. So. Thank you, Bobby. Of course, sir. Excellent yeah. work. I'm- I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you heard something insightful you think someone else would benefit from hearing, please share and make sure to subscribe in order to stay up to date with future episodes.